Hey, this is Braxton Keith. You're listening to Texas Toast Podcast. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Toast Podcast with Miss Helen. And, you know, we we have all kinds of guests on our podcast from industry, veterans. And now we got a name that I just can't get out of my head. I've been listening to his music so much. Braxton Keith. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Wow. So tell me how all this started. Let's get to know you a little bit. I think um, you're from Midland. That's a, Is that your hometown where you grew up? Yes, I am. Born and raised in Midland, Texas. So were you, were you, have you been singing all these years or is it something you picked up after you were a little bit older? How did it get started for you? Ever since I can remember, I've been singing. Yes, ma'am. Playing piano as well. I uh, started piano when I was in like kindergarten. So always been kind of into music. As you were getting into music, did you think that was something you were going to pursue as a career? No, ma'am. Never did I think that. I, I, everyone in my family had always told me that it was too difficult to pursue music as a career. So I was just like, mm, I'll just do something else. Not until recently, uh, like five years ago, did I ever think this was an option. Right, right. So what was what was the career that you, maybe the career path you were going to go into? Well, I uh, my whole family uh, is in dental. My mom and dad are both, uh, my dad's a dentist. My mom's a dental hygienist for my dad. And then both of my little brothers are in dental school right now. Oh, wow. Big family of dentists. Yeah. So I was going to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we have Braxton, um, the singer. And let me tell you, you are making a huge impact on the Texas country music scene. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. So tell me about your first re- Was your first recording? Cause I picked up on honky tonk crowd right away. Was that one of your first recordings? Yes, ma'am. That was the second one I ever put out. Okay. So what was it like the first time you went in the studio? It was interesting. Uh, I went to amusement park studios in Lubbock, Texas to record my first two singles. Uh, and it was a crazy experience. It took, I'd say maybe four to five months per single. Uh, so it was a long drawn out process for the first two singles, uh, which was crazy. It was a cool experience and I fell in love with it immediately. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So your first two singles that you recorded, um, did you already have a, a, a library of songs to choose from? Cause you're also a songwriter. So how did you go in and say, okay, I think I want to do this one or that one. How did you make your song choices for your first couple of recordings? Uh, I had a little help from the producer that I was working with at that time, Scott Ferris. Uh, he helped guide me in some directions that he thought were best, you know, and, uh, I just took advice from a couple friends and stuff. I had a, a category, I mean, uh, a catalog of a couple songs that, you know, I brought to the studio with me. So we just kind of picked from them. Okay. And just in this short time, your music library has grown. We're going to talk about your music because I have some specific picks that I want to talk about. But who are some of your musical inspirations? Because this style that you have is absolutely amazing. Uh, I'd say one of my biggest inspirations definitely has to be Marty Robbins. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I'm on a uh, paycheck bender right now. A Johnny paycheck bender. Uh, Awesome. Also... Keith Whitley, obviously, George Jones, all the greats. Uh, but I just have a 
deep love for traditional country music. That's obvious, especially in a cold, hard, still and sand. That's that is that is that's very traditional. Tell me about that single. Uh, we went in and uh, tried to write a song about Midland, Texas, uh, and the old field in Midland, Texas, and the way I've experienced it growing up there. Uh, and uh, we tried to do that without ever mentioning Midland and without ever mentioning the word oil. And uh, we wanted to write a Marty Robbins style song. Uh, we knew that from the beginning. I just didn't realize how uh, how on point it was going to be. It sounds exactly like a Marty Robbins song. Uh, yeah. So it, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It means a lot to me. That song's really cool. When the wind blows through this desert, it moans a desperate howl. A sound to warn of a coming storm from deep within the ground. Calling out to every shadow of this dry and thirsty land. Blood and bone, dust and stone, cold hard steel and sand. Halfway between Fort Worth and El Paso, west of Big Spring and Big Lake, lies a place upon our planet where old Satan's army landed, thrown down to earth from heaven's holy grace. One third of all the angels broke their bones upon the basin, blood soaked into the stone, thick and black. They gave us fame, wealth, and power, and it's paid out by the hour. You take it, son, there ain't no turning back. Santa Rita, number one, blocking out the evening sun. The sound of thunder booming under sand. People came from far and wide to watch it rain down from the sky, drilling deep beneath the reach of mortal man. They didn't mourn when that sacred bell was torn. Lifeblood pumped from planetary crust. That petroleum did flow from the Permian below. And the buildings made of stone rose up from dust. How long ago did you write that one? I probably wrote that four years ago. Me and Charlie Stout wrote that in a abandoned boot shop in Turkey, Texas. Oh, awesome. Famous Turkey, Texas. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Home of Bob Wills. Yes, that's that's a great story behind that song, especially the style and the sound that it has. And then um, Everybody's Gotta Love, Gonna Come Back as a Country Song. Oh, yeah. I didn't write that song. That is a write between uh, Chris Stapleton, Terry McBride, and Ronnie Dunn. Interesting. So how did that come about? Alex Torres, my management, uh, was searching through some of the... Uh, catalogs that he has access to, I guess, and came across it and was like, man, this is right up your alley. We got to cut this. And it's always scary to me because, uh, I've cut two songs that, uh, Chris sang demos for and hearing Chris Stapleton sing demos for those. It's like, why would I cut them? You know, <laughs> why didn't he just cut them? They sound so dang good, but it's, uh, I, I like the way they turned out. They turned out pretty good. I think I did them justice. Yeah. So what was the second song? It's Honky Tonk City and Gonna Come Back to the Country Song. 
That's it. Okay. Yeah. So you have another one you have currently out settle for a beer and that's out to streaming. Yes, ma'am. Yes, so ma'am. Let's talk that about one. that one. That's, that's a good one. We talked about that one here on the podcast. Heck yeah. That one is, that's one of my favorites. I wrote that with uh, Andy Scott Willis in Nashville. One day we wrote it the day before I cut it in the studio. Yeah, we wrote it and took it to the studio immediately. I'm not in Nashville very often. So when we're there, we just, we got to make, make do with the time we have, you know. I'd love a log cabin in the Montana woods, a red El Camino with horns on the hood, a 58 Gibson with some brand new strings, that pretty little blonde hair Bump jacks in my yard getting rich off that black gold. Oh, set off for a beer. One more round going down with all my friends right here. And if I wish it don't come true, my dreams disappear. That's all right, truth is I'd settle for a Well, you're making do with a lot of time because it's just in the short time that you've started building your career and coming up in the Texas country scene. You've, you've got quite a few songs. Trying to, I, I mean, obviously the biggest thing is Chris trying to stay relevant. Everybody's attention span is so short nowadays. Uh, and everybody wants new. I feel like every time I put out a song, somebody's like, when's the next one coming out? And I'm like, man, yes. y'all know how much this stuff costs. <laughs> like Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but we're trying as hard as we can to get new stuff out. In fact, we have, you know, a couple in the uh, in the uh, back pocket right now that we're going to push out here soon. Okay, well, let's talk about I looked at um, you're playing some awesome venues. Let's talk about your live shows and, and you're getting out there in front of the people. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're playing all over this weekend. We'll be in uh, Kansas and then Oklahoma. Uh, and uh, we're just playing everywhere we can possibly just trying to get in in front of as many people as we can. Uh, we've got a really fast paced, upbeat honky tonk, you know, show. So we're excited for everybody to be a part of it and come out and see it. Mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've seen some of your stuff and I mean, like you're just on fire. Hey guys, producer Kyle here. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Texas music fan in your life, you've got to check out more than music creations. More Than Music teams up with Texas bands and artists like Randy Rogers Band, The Wilder Blue, Pat Green, Bree Bagwell, and Jade Marie Patek to create unique handcrafted jewelry that's inspired by that artist's music and made with their own used guitar strings. A portion of each sale goes to giving kids in the Central Texas foster care system the gift of music through mentoring and private lessons. To check out the full collection of this one-of-a-kind jewelry, visit www.morethanmusiccreations.com. Now back to the show. 
So tell me about your live show is, is, is as far as your band. So were you able to pull some people in to play for you full time? Or you just tell me about your situation with your um, band? Yeah. So we've got, I've had, uh, I have full-time guys. Yeah. I've, I've had my drummer now for three years. Uh, and I found all these guys basically through social media, uh, just put out ads and was like, Hey, I'm looking for this or whatever. And, uh, they came to me and we ended up working something out, but yeah, I've got, you know, a drummer that I've had now for three years and, uh, guitar player and the bass player are twin brothers, identical twins. Yeah. And then, uh, Jack and Isaac are the two most recent members and that's the sound guy and one of my lead players. And then, uh, we've got a full-time videographer that does all of our stuff. Uh, Zach, he's, a genius. He helps me with all my social media stuff. And, uh, so we've got a good team, man, just uh, all running as a, a well-oiled machine. Well, you're becoming a name. So as you're out playing, um, who are some of the, like maybe some of the other, um, more established artists that pulled you to the side, what's some advice you've gotten from some of the other people, um, other artists or those involved in the Texas country music scene? Uh, most of the advice I've got is make sure you believe in the music. That's some of the biggest stuff. Like don't put out anything that you don't believe in, uh, and don't put out anything that's just filler. Like I want everything that I put out, uh, to be something that I believe in a hundred percent. So that I've been, I've, I was told that at, you know, very, very early stages of my career and I took that to heart. So I've been trying to only push out things I believe in and, it, it takes me a little bit longer than I would like to put out some of these songs. Like we haven't put out anything in a couple months now. Uh, but I'm trying to make sure everything's perfect because I don't want anything to go out that isn't perfect, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, a couple that, of months isn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't too bad to wait. <laughs> not too bad. That's not too bad at all. I, I love your work ethic. I can see it already. You're going to do so many great things. Um, oh, set list as far as your set list on um, your shows. So set list on our shows, we don't even really have a set list that I even set on stage. My drummer calls everything, uh, love it, but love it. we've, uh, we've just added, we, we replace the covers every once in a while. Every, we play all the originals, uh, except for mama's song. Usually I do that as an encore. Uh, yeah, let's look. Can I stop you right there? I had that on my list. Can you tell me about that song? Yeah. So I wrote that one about my mom. Uh, I also wrote that with Charlie Stout. We wrote that in uh, the Blue Light Live on the backstage in the patio, uh, just on a hot day in the summer in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, and Charlie's never written, never met my mom before. Uh, so it was funny for us to write the song about her because, you know, I would tell him stuff and then we'd have to go off of him never meeting her just trying to figure out what, you know, information you can get from me. So it's cool. He still never met my mom, <laughs> but she loves, she loves the song. Uh, and it's one of my favorite songs to play too. And the audience loves it every time, every night they, they're hoping that I'll come back on and play it. So it's really cool. She was born on the plains where the wide open range rises up to the edge of the sky. Where the tumbleweeds roll and the buffalo roam And the coyotes howl through the night She 
never did hold to the crown Sim tall city lights on those West Texas nights Kept a-calling her closer to town What are some of your other interests outside of music? Man, I'm a really big bowler. Uh, cool. the, whole, the whole, uh, crew actually bowls. We, uh, we all bowl. We're, we pretty much go almost, almost every weekend. We try to go at least once or twice a week. We're all going tonight. Uh, but yeah, we go bowling every once in a while. And, uh, we're trying to get into a league, start the Braxton Keith team. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that would be so pretty that, cool. So is that something you've been doing since you were a kid or did you pick that up like a little bit later on? I've been bowling since I was a kid, but uh, we never took it seriously until recently. There's not very many things to do in every single place that you play, but you can almost always find a bowling alley. So we all just, I mean, we don't like going to the bar or hanging out because that's where we work. So we'd True. rather go you know, do something fun like top golf or go bowling or something like that. So yeah, we've been messing around with just bowling. Uh, we've also been doing a lot of, uh, cornhole ping pong pool, anything that we can challenge another band to do. Really? Yeah. We, we bring a, a wiffle ball set with us everywhere so that if there's another band and we have enough to make a team, we'll, uh, play band versus band. (laughs) (laughs) I love your style. That is so much fun. Like, yeah, try to get there early enough to have fun. I mean, traveling all over the country, might as well have fun while you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Traveling all over. I saw a picture of your bus. I like your bus. Thank you. That's my only vehicle. I I take that thing everywhere. (laughs) So you got all, you have all your, you have literally your business in it and then all your play toys in it as well. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a 32 foot long passenger uh, church bus. And we got it, uh, right before COVID and, uh, I gutted the whole thing. We put, there's four bunks in it and then there's a table up front and a couch and then, uh, area in the back for uh, my videographer and my sound guy to do some editing. Uh, but there's no AC. So we just run with the windows down and, oh uh, heavens in this hot summer we had. Oh yeah. It's in the last two summers. Hopefully that these are the last two summers we have to ride with no AC, but. We've been, we've been trying to get it fixed. <laughs> Man, I admire you even more now. Braxton Keith just out there doing it, doing it in the heat with no air conditioner, like old school times, like in the old country music. Hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> You're doing it too. Oh my gosh. This is, this is really a good interview. So what are some of your goals, upcoming goals? Like, where do you see yourself in the next year? I'm trying to get on some bigger stages. Uh, a lot of the, festivals we haven't hit at all so i need to get on like uh some of the bigger festivals especially around uh the country would be pretty cool during the summer and stuff that's our goal right now we've been hitting you know all the local honky tonks and bars uh which is fun i love doing that i always love that uh the dance hall vibe but obviously yeah we want to get on some bigger stages this next year so that's a goal Mm -hmm. are you booking yourself or have a booking agent yet uh, yeah, Andrew F- Andrew uh, McWilliams at Evergreen 
artist group. That's who's booking me right now. Okay. So everybody's got that now. He just put it out there. <laughs> Get in touch with, with Ragson's booking agent. Cause I know you're just right. doing so many great things. And as far as music, do you, do you look at anything in the future being released to radio? We're, I am always trying to push the radio. So, uh, yes, absolutely. That is, that's definitely something I'm, I'm working on in the, in the close future. Yeah. That'll be fun. Get one out to radio and then go on the radio tour and meet everybody. That's always fun. Oh yeah. That would be cool. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do that. You will totally be doing that. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that and say, I, I told Braxton he'd be on that radio tour. Cause I know, I know so many of the programmers and they're going to be excited to meet you because your music is authentic and it is just true blue country. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. So what else do you think for the future? Let's, let's go through, since this is our first interview and we're going to watch you grow, let's go through maybe a couple of bucket list venues for you to play. Bucket list venues for sure. I'd have to say Red Rock. Mm. There's this place in Nashville. I can't, I don't know if it's called the caverns. I don't know exactly what it's called, but uh, it's underground in this big cave. That would be so sweet. I mean, I can't imagine playing an underground show. That'd be cool. And then, uh, obviously the grand old opera stage, uh, the Ryman. Look at you. Uh, and Billy Bob's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's well, you've, you've got some big goals and I can't wait to watch you uh, attain those goals. And, uh, as far as getting back in the studio, are you still, where do you have, like, are you still going to re- recorded the same studio you've been recording at are you looking around uh both both we're we're looking around and recording it at the same time uh but i've been recording at a studio in nashville uh farmland studios uh Mm -hmm. and uh i've been there for like the last two years and i really like it uh but yes we're always looking for something new something fresh something something good you know so do you enjoy the whole scene in Nashville? Absolutely do. Yes. I was going to say that, you know, my first two singles, they took, you know, five months a piece, you know, uh, which was crazy. And you go to Nashville and I mean, we'll cut six songs in one day mm-hmm. and I'll get the tracks back that day. Right. So, so it's just a not, different vibe for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think I've heard, I've heard a lot of artists say that they get maybe a little more bang for their buck by taking it to Nashville. And like you're saying, get in and get out and have your stuff in hand. Oh yeah. A hundred percent way more bang for your buck. It's, it's, it's really crazy. The, uh, the musicians they have there at their disposal Mm -hmm. 24 seven. Uh, and in Texas, that's what took us so long was, you know, we would have to wait on available musicians. And so, you know, you can do, it can be done, but, uh, it's, it is way more efficient, way faster. It's a well-oiled machine in Nashville. If you know what you're getting into and you've been to the studio for before and you know what the studio is like, then Nashville is definitely the place to go for your buck. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the buck. Yes, for sure. Well, that's, that's all interesting. So you've just been hard and heavy at it and jumping in there. Who is, who are some of your favorites that you've shared the stage with so far in your career? Oh, Randall King. He's brought me up, you know, from the beginning, uh, and taught us a lot of, you know, what we've been doing right now. So, uh, I'll always be very thankful to him. Uh, Randall, Josh Ward, uh, 
you know, all my buddies right now, William Beckman. Uh, oh, we love William. Love William. He's just unbelievable. So much talent. Uh, I don't know. A lot of good guys out in the scene right now. All of them. I, I love everybody, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we just recently had Randall on the podcast and he mentioned your name. And I think, you know, and that's a great thing about the Texas country music scene is everybody just so works together. And it's just it's just such like a family. That's what it should be. Everybody should be working together, helping each other out and bringing everybody up. Uh, There's not very many of us that actually get to do this for a living. Uh, So especially the ones that, you know, work really hard and are busting their butts and are putting in the effort like. I'll do anything I can to help you like, or vice versa. They'll do anything they can to help you. So it's cool to see. I bet your parents are proud of you going back to that. Hey, I hope so. They, they, they got on board now. <laughs> do they, they get to so come out? Sure right. Do they get to come out to a lot of your shows? They come out to the ones here. Yeah. In San Antonio, uh, they're living in San Antonio now. So floors country store and green, they get to come out to the uh-huh. Which are some so good yeah, Those are cool yeah. See, so you already played green. Yes, ma'am. We sold green now. Uh, I guess this summer. Mm-hmm. It was fun. We had a good time. That was our first time headlining green. So we had a great time. Oh my goodness. You are amazing. There's a, there's a lot of artists. It takes a long time to headline green and sell it out. And that's why I'm saying it's like, we look for great things coming from you, Braxton. Oh, heck yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Anything else that we want to cover while I still have your attention and have you on the podcast for this first time? Cause I can tell you, you're going to be returning. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I don't know. I'd say, uh, we are definitely coming to a honky tonk near you. So check your, uh, local, local honky tonks and, uh, go on the website for sure. www.thebraxtonkeith.com. And we'll be, somewhere around you so come out and see the show it's so much fun yes i can't wait to see a show so one last question before i let you go if you were a cocktail what would you be if i was a cocktail oh man i'd just be a neat whiskey (laughs) okay all right well this has been fun and uh we'll definitely be following your progress. I mean, you're, you're just doing such an amazing job. Your name is out there. You're catching ears, catching attention from all of us on the other side that listen and follow this music. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Braxton. And we look for great things. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And with a heavy tongue, she knew where I was from as she left. I dare to say. Consider me.